I cannot hear you. I said hallelujah. That's right. That's a good amen. All right. Amen. John chapter 16. I want to preach quickly, powerfully. Today I want to speak to you, continue speaking to you about a certain man called the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And as many as want to know God, when we go deeper into this message, you realize that there are certain prayers you are praying. There are many of us who are looking for giftings, who are looking for power, who are looking for great adventures in the spirit. Uh, sometimes the antidote is, uh, sorry, sometimes the simple remedy is to know the Holy Spirit. Because <laughs> uh, as much as uh, you want these things, the man that dispenses these things is the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when you know him, a lot of things become easier. All right. So let's, let's, let's go. John 16. And I want to continue from the verse number 9 today. John 16, the verse number 9. All right. Okay, so let's read from the verse number 8 so that we'll all appreciate what is happening. I want to continue quickly from where I left off last week. Intimable, but so fast, fast. I guess I, I'll not be able to do anything. Now, and when, he ha and when he has come, I hope you know who we are talking about. Who are we talking about here? The Holy Spirit. The King James calls him the Holy Ghost. But it's the same thing. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, all of them are the same thing. And when he, who is the Holy Ghost, has come, he will convict the world of sin, comma, and of righteousness, and of judgment. Quickly, let's go, let's go. Of sin because they do not believe me. So I, I explained to you last week that the primary thing the Holy Ghost does in the world to unbelievers, people who don't know Jesus, is to convict them that they need Jesus. Now, do you understand that? Because they do not believe in me, the world. He will begin to work on them so that a jamwa or better now. So one of the primary functions of the Holy Ghost is to convict the world. If we are saying, for the Spirit, Hallelujah. Go of our need for the Spirit, Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, amen. All right. Now, because they do not believe in me, quickly, come down. So, last week I spoke about that. I don't want to waste time on it. And of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. Now, this is why I ended last week. If I don't talk about it, it's a great disservice to the body. So I want to just highlight on it for some uh, two, three, four minutes and then we go. Amen. Now, one of the things that the Holy Ghost does in the believer, are you following me? Is to convict the believer of his state as a righteous man. 
The sin I am talking about is for the world. But the righteousness is for the believer. One of the primary functions is for the Holy Spirit to tell a Jamwa that you are a righteous man. Now, last week I was trying to draw the distinction between the way the Holy Ghost operates in the believer and how the devil has successfully how the devil has successfully convinced many. You know, there is a way the devil can speak to the believer and the believer will think it is the Holy Ghost speaking to him. Now, so there is a clear distinction between the two. The Holy Spirit's primary function in the life of the believer is to convict you of your righteousness and not of your sin. Please, are we together? So I told you that there are times that the Holy Ghost can come to you and remind you of certain things you may have done wrong. But listen to me. If the Holy Ghost convicts a man, you don't come out of that experience feeling like you're a bad person. Please follow me. We The Holy Ghost comes to you and convicts you. Now, you don't come out of that experience thinking that you are a bad person. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, amen. Yeah, follow me, follow me. The devil doesn't want us to talk about the Holy Ghost. But whether he likes it or not, tonight, today we are going to learn about the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> it's powerful. Yeah, it's powerful. Okay, so follow me. Now, so what the devil does, we call it condemnation. And what the Holy God does to the believer, we call it conviction. They are two different things. Please, are we together? Last week, I started it. I said that when the Holy Ghost speaks to you, what happens is conviction. But when the devil speaks to you, what happens is condemnation. The Holy Ghost will attack a specific issue in your life. Wolfred, watch the way you talk. You know, and the way the Holy Ghost presents it, it's a very nice way. He makes you feel like you are better than who you portrayed yourself to be. There is two different things. I said, I'm going to say, ah, I'm going to say, and then the whole idea, I'm going to say, 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 by the time I finish talking to you, you don't feel like you're true anymore. You feel like they are telling you that you are above these things. Do you get where I'm coming from? Hello? There is a way somebody can talk to you about something wrong you did, and then you don't feel like resisting or fighting. You feel like, ah, I've let myself down. Now, do you understand that? Hello? So, the conviction is of righteousness. So, you understand that you, you, you feel like you are above what you did. You don't feel like you are worthless. There is a difference. Please, are we together? Are you sure? Please follow me. Are we together? So one attacks the issue and you come out with a ray of light with an opportunity to change. But one attacks the issue. Condemnation attacks the issue and makes you think the issue is hopeless. 
When the Holy Ghost convicts you, there is a light that is shown on the issue and you have hope that there is a chance to repent, to change. Now, do you understand that? But when the devil attacks you with condemnation, what happens is that you feel, the first thing you feel is remorse and remorse will lead you to guilt and guilt is not of God and guilt will lead you to shame. So when you see yourself on that trajectory, then what you are experiencing is not the conviction, it is the condemnation of the devil. Both are alike, a separate, but two different people does two different things. Now, please, are we together? Shout, I hear you. So the Holy Spirit will convict you of, 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 of righteousness, of your right standing with God, of, of the way you are supposed to be, the way you, you actually are. Now, listen to me. If the Holy Ghost comes to me and tells me, sorry, if the devil, somebody comes to me, if I do something wrong and somebody comes to me and tells me, you see the way you are, see your life, worthless guy. Immediately, I know this is the devil. That's not how the Holy Ghost behaves. He doesn't present us as worthless people. We are not going to be worthless. We are not going to be worthless. Will he go through all that trouble? Will God go through all that trouble? You understand that? So any voice you hear in your spirit that speaks of condemnation, that makes you think that there is nothing good that can come out of your life, that is not the Holy Ghost speaking. It is the devil speaking to you. So that is condemnation. It is different from conviction. No matter what a believer does, the Holy Ghost doesn't condemn. He only convicts. And the conviction is of your righteousness. Please, are we together? Oh, please, are we together? Shout, I hear you. <clears throat> now, before I proceed, you need to understand, first of all, listen to me, that the basis for the Holy Spirit's conviction of your righteousness is because of the sacrifice of Christ. Of course, you all know this scripture. Second Corinthians, I think 5, the verse number 21. He said that he that knew no sin, let's go there. He will be anony boneno. Look at the second Corinthians. I hope I'm right. Now, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Can you see that? Hello? Oh, please, hello. That's right. Please follow me. This is a teaching. So if you don't follow, if you sleep, you are in trouble. Hallelujah. It is perfectly possible as a believer to still have struggles in your life. And anytime the Holy Ghost comes to you, he convicts you of your righteousness. I want you to understand how God works. Meaning you say, But when the Holy Ghost comes to speak to him, he is still convicting of his righteousness. I want you to understand this mystery. Look at it. When God made Jesus sin for us, Jesus did not become sin by doing things that are sinful. Now, do you understand that? Oh, follow me. Are we Bible students here? Bible says, Nyanko Poma, they are not only boneno, not Jesus Christ, so be a jitun swa and your boneda. Bible said, they are not only boneno, or mani ye bonnet. Look at it. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So when God made Christ sin, Jesus Christ, by doing what is wrong. Do you understand that? Bible says Jesus Christ, we are by doing what with something that can be called wrong. So listen to me. Christ became sin. Please follow me. You don't like learning. And these are the things that establishes you. In the day where your mind is playing tricks on you, 
It is not your prayer that will save you. It is your understanding of the word. I am telling you. Hallelujah. Please, are you, are you following? As a believer, see, see, as, as a man of God, you know, in prayer, there are certain things I am chasing and I realize that I have very little knowledge on, on them. And you won't say, it just, uh, it means, you know, I don't know where to, where to pass even in prayer because I have very little understanding on the issue. That is why when I come and I explain things to you and it, it, it seems as though they are irrelevant, when you go on in the, in the Lord, you realize that, yeah, you may be free. I should have taken advantage of them. Hallelujah. So follow me and understand. Are we together? That's right. So Jesus Christ became sin. Not because but still he became sin. The reason he became sin is the pathway of far. So sin was through surrender. Now listen to me. So he didn't have to do anything wrong to become sin. You understand that? In the in, in the in the other way around, me say we don't have to do anything right to become righteous. I don't know whether you get the, the connection. Yes, Christo Wanye Bibia wrong, but they said that he had become sin. Now, so on the other part, me and you, we don't have to do anything right to be called righteous. Now you understand that it's an exchange. That is what we call the law of grace. Please, are we together? Oh, come on, are we together? Shout, I hear you. So, so long as Ojidini surrender to the name of Jesus, now do you now, man, no, you gain a right standing before God. And this is what the Holy Ghost continually emphasizes. Please, are we together? So, the conviction of the Holy Ghost to the believer is of righteousness and not of sin. Are we learning? And the third one, he said that, and of judgment. Because the ruler of this world, 14, the verse number 9. Or see, of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Come down quickly. Come down. Now, of righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you see me no more, come down. And of judgment, tell him, and of judgment, because this is not what I'm preaching today. So let, let's be quick. And of judgment, because the ruler of this world is, is judged. Now, listen to me. Judgment, sin came through Adam. You know that. Hello? Righteousness came by Christ. But judgment came to the devil. The one that is judged here is not, hum is not human beings. It's the devil. Please, are we together? Oh, hello. Sorry. God didn't give the devil the chance to change. So judgment came to him. And the conviction of the Holy Ghost does not come to the devil. That devil change your mind. No. So the judgment comes to the devil. So anytime we preach and we cast out devils, we are pronouncing judgment on the kingdom of hell. Now you understand that. Anytime we exercise the name of Jesus on earth, we are pronouncing judgment on the kingdom of darkness. So these three dimensions, convictions, three convictions, one of righteousness, two of sin to the world, and three of judgment to the devil. Anytime you start fighting the devil, Know that he has already been judged. And yet, talk about for now. But you tell me, so only bunsem yasem, and I say because we soon soon we are now here now we sad we. And yet, the nyamia can. And yet, talk about for our shas ye. And yet, talk about he has been judged. When Jesus entered the earth, I don't have time to go into this. 
But the first thing the devil came to him was to brag to him that I have all the kingdoms of this world. But in Matthew 21, when Jesus rose from the dead and was sending out the disciples, he said, now all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Please, are we together? The devil has been judged. In the any battle you enter into with the devil, know that victory is assured because judgment has already been passed to the devil. Is somebody with me? Shout I hear you. Let's go to our parents' scripture for today. Second Corinthians, the chapter number 13, the verse number 14. It's one of the most in fact. When you read the scripture, I know that every day you say the scripture. Everybody that goes to church says the scripture every day. Let's go. Please let's read together. One, two, three, go. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. The love of God. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Be with you all. Amen. Have you heard this one before? Are you sure? Where did you hear it? <laughs> Amen. Any day that you go to church, you, you, you hear the scripture. And uh, that is 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Today, I want to pick it, unwrap this mystery for us. So that you understand. What I really want to teach, I might not get there today, but next week, Meko, amen and amen. The first thing this scripture is talking about, he said that the grace of the Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say that the grace with the Lord or the grace in the Lord. The grace of the Lord. That means that the grace is for Jesus. It is for him. But he is giving that grace to us. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The koinonia of the Holy Spirit. Be with us. Be with you. No. So the grace is of Jesus. And he's delivering that grace unto you. Now take your time. When we say grace. Everybody listen to me. When we say grace. It simply means unmerited favor. Something that you don't deserve but you get. But listen to me. Grace is different from mercy. Mercy is when... We don't get what we deserve. But grace is when we get what we don't deserve. They are two different things. Mercy is when we don't get what we deserve. Grace is when we get what we don't deserve. Please, are we together? So let me, let me, let me, let me explain it to you with simple everyday examples so that you understand. My madam gets out of his house and then he sees one young boy, maybe 13-year-old boy, with Buddha's tone. And then the who said, young boy ni yen yinane say, wafa gari. You know gari. And then we yi sugar kakra. And odie gum. And wa pen katye bakubi. Odie akan wa bu stone. And wa ye sokins. And na odi. It was stone him. Now, you understand that this boy it's not really a proper thief. He's just hungry. Are you understanding me? One fairy. The oye inyinane say, we boost on on waye soakings and on edey. And a odi. Now listen to me. I want to apply mercy and grace for you to understand. Say, mama don't be two boy we are. She has two options. Either so be come a real na fita for na ba be boa kole ya ema bibia yeno aname boa. Now when she decides not to apply judgment, not to call out the boy, not to, it, it, 
Uh, uh, give the boy justice for what he deserves. Uh, two things. Either so be free police, me a bechina, or be free, or be come a me a be bono. So my madam decide, they say, me nye mubia, me me a mono, me swami free police, me jano manakwa. She has shown that boy mercy. Anamibwa. Please, do follow. That is mercy. The justice he deserves, because when we are there, we are talking bishop is a criminal offense. Into the justice that that boy deserves is either he's beaten or he's taken to jail. But Mama don't comes and decide. Say no, I won't call the police. Me too. I won't say a real. I will let that boy go. That is mercy. You have not given him what he deserves. What he deserves is justice, punishment. But you have said I've taken that punishment away. That is mercy. So I said that mercy is when we don't get what we deserve. Now you understand me? Are you following? Please don't sleep. Are you following? That's right. But when Mama Adam entered the shop, she realized, ah, boy when Sammy was a 13-year-old boy, or Wakai may be a situation in her life when and things weren't that easy. So he sees this boy, and then after having mercy on this boy, he decides, no. Obisan say, say, Andy. Andy, eco schooler. I in school. Now, only I'm hired there, I say, I'll come them. Or Pama, Mama, don't you? A Hama, don't say Tenace. A Rino, Tenace. Afi, Mama, Duma, Asuma, Monko, Shop, Neo, Monko, Tomber, who cram a canoe. A Rino, I bet you no. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Now, Mama, Duma, Sumami, I quack or Tomber, Eddie, a bed day. I bet can a Rino, I bet us were booty shop. Eddie, a munio man. We no business. Who cost cost? I mean, cost cost. free no commit your school fees. She was cool. I say, you understand that? The second part is what you call grace. When you get what you don't deserve, you understand that. That little thief didn't deserve milk. He didn't deserve education. He didn't deserve anything. But Mama Dum decided to add that one on top of the mercy. That is what we call what grace. Please, are we together? Oh, are you sleeping? I hope you understand what, what, I'm, what I'm preaching. I can see that some people are not involved in what I'm saying because it doesn't talk about prosperity. <laughs> Amen. So you see the two dimensions. One is mercy and one is what? Grace. Grace is higher than mercy. Mercy will just withhold punishment from you. But grace even adds up what the boni e wie no grace no e di bi kura san be anya se o do boni a cho keke o wie no asa cho ne o makura san de e it's like one man of god a thief broke into his house and stole his car he went on facebook and typed the message i'm looking for the thief i want to dash him something the thief never showed up now one day they found the thief with the car the guy, the man of God went to see that. He said, I actually have a better car I wanted to give you. All I want you to do is to give your life to Christ. There is a man that is able to do these things. He said, I want you to give you more. Now that man of God, I'm talking, that guy who was giving the extra car, today is a man of God. Now are we together? That is grace. That is what? Grace. When you get what you don't deserve. Please, are we learning something already? Shout, I hear you. Oh, come on, I said, shout, I hear you. Now, this thing doesn't make sense. Listen to me. Grace doesn't make sense, 
but it is true. It is real. That is exactly what Christ offers to you. The grace of the Lord Jesus. That's what Paul is talking about. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what he offers to you. It doesn't make sense, but it is true. That there is something he can, he can give you things that you don't deserve. When I was preparing this message, there's something that came into my spirit, that came into my heart. Listen to me. There are many of us that go into the prayer closet. And the first thing that comes into our minds are the things that we have done wrong. Is that not true? Hello? I'm speaking of grace to you today. Please, are we together? There are many of us, we have made so many mistakes when we stand before God. We, we don't believe we deserve it. There are many of us, we can't see ourselves beyond the mercy. There is never a time that your prayer is beyond the mercy of God. Every time you just want God to have mercy on you because you are at this point where you believe you don't qualify to receive anything from the Lord. Listen to me, brother. What I am presenting to you is called the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to deserve what he offers. What is on offer? He simply is his gift to you. These three dimensions are dangerous. That is why every day when you come to church, we recite it. These are the three things. Are you free? Every believer, he said that receive the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and the koinonia. These three things, they are gifts. They are not things that anybody can pay for. Whether you deserve or you don't deserve doesn't matter. It is called grace. Tell somebody grace. grace. Are we together? So when you stand before God and you feel condemned, it is not of God. It is of the devil. Please, are we together? There are many of us who are sincere with ourselves. After everything I have done, I can't possibly ask for more. The fact that God has even accepted me and given me a place in the household of God is enough. That is, listen, you are not being sincere. I wrote down the Holy Ghost minister to my heart. I wrote down, it's called spiritual pride. Listen to me. When you believe that enough, now that he has accepted, you don't even have the right to ask for more. It is spiritual pride. You think that you have been able to pay for whatever you did wrong with, with the forgiveness of God. Anytime you go into prayer and all you are thinking about are your, the misdeeds of your past. It is a pride. It is a form of pride in the spirit. What God offers is grace. Or see, I know that you are in the wrong. I know that you have done many things wrong. I have forgiven you and I am adding onto it. Please, are we learning something? Shout, I hear you. Are you sure you are here? Eh? I said, shout, I hear, I hear you. That's right. So when you stand before the throne of grace and you begin to question yourself, you are just being proud. Now this analogy came into my spirit. Look at it. When somebody is a child, me, when I was a child, you, when you were a child, all of us, sometimes, and our mother will be angry with us, probably insult us or say certain things. How many of you have done that before? You, I won't eat. But also, for, that thing will not last more than a day. Anamewa. Come to know who may be our befar. You come home and come and reconcile. Anamewa. You eat the food by force because you don't have any option. That is how children behave. When you do something that God doesn't like, and God makes it clear that this thing is not something that I like, and you go on hunger strike for a season, common sense should tell you to come back home and accept the food he's offering. 
No, are you understanding me? Just like in the realm of the flesh, when you go, you come back. Sammy was angry. Mama, don't coach my one day. Toso, a day, I'll be fear about the Didi Ababeda. That is how, as a believer, you are supposed to do. You did something that was wrong. Your father, God, rebuked you. He said certain things that you did not like. Probably, I don't know. But after going out for a season, common sense should tell you to come back and forget about everything. You think the child wakes up the next day thinking about the wrongs of yesterday? No. He's even looking to do more. refuse. But you see, when you stand before God and God is telling you that last year, this, 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 it is wrong. You accept it. You come home just like that little child. Come and eat again. Receive of God and continue to receive. God is not angry with you. Tell somebody, I carry grace. I carry. Tell somebody, I receive grace. I didn't hear you. I said, tell somebody, I receive grace. I receive. Is somebody learning something? Yeah. Oh, is somebody learning something? Shout, I hear you. It is important as a child of God, to learn how to receive grace from God. It is not everybody that knows this. Asafu, do you know that? There are many people who are still struggling with things that, my God, God is looking to do something marvelous, and yet you are dwelling on things that are irrelevant. It is important to learn how to receive grace. Because grace is free, but if you don't like it, you can't have it. Grace, you know, then free. But if you don't like it, you cannot. Into my mouth, don't be cheer, you know. And a winning castle in Pemukibia, send a milk or onto Anna. Hello, my mouth, don't be cheer, no smash. I'm a Sammy Cotomic Becano. Eh, Copam Muncombe squatted man from a Chinaco, Bukusku, Nakranaka Seminqua. Send one, no. It's not as though the grace is not on offer, but the boy has not learned to receive grace. There are many believers who don't know that. When Solomon, uh, when David became king, there are two things that happened. He said, is there not anyone of the house of Saul that I might show mercy? You remember Mephibosheth? When he offered, he extended the sound of grace. Mephibosheth gleefully received it. So that cripple came to sit at the king's table and learned to eat of the king's table. Meanwhile, he was suffering in Lodiba. Listen to me. There was another guy. His name, I think, was Hanun. His father was called Nahash. Now, Nahash was a good man to David. So when David became king, he, he also said, go and send something to Nahum because his father showed me mercy in time of trouble. Now, when David sent messengers, the people around Nahum told him, you see this David, you think he's a good man. He's a bad man, don't receive anything. So the people caught David's servants. They shaved their hair, cut off their clothes. All David wanted to do was to return the kindness of his father. To that young boy. But that young boy didn't understand how to receive kindness. How to receive grace. So he turned grace down. When the offer of David was too good to be true. There are many of us, we, we think that what God is offering is too good to be true. It must be a lie. But we call it grace. Now, are you understanding me? What you are talking about is too good to be true. I know. That is why it is called grace. You understand that? Mephibosheth received grace. But Hanun couldn't. He was not trained to believe that something that good could come to his life for free. Receive grace in every area of your life. I said receive grace in every area of your life. In the name of Jesus. Is somebody blessed today? 
Shout, I hear you. So he said that the grace of the Lord Jesus. Number two, the love. The love. I didn't hear you. I said the love. Of God. So it's the Trinity at work here. The Son, the Father, and the Spirit. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, the love of the Father. The love of God. Number three, the koinonia. I'll talk about the koinonia next week. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I have the love of God. Oh, please. I, I can't hear you. Say, I have the love of the Father. In the name of Jesus, my God. Say, I have the love of the Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Say, God's love is in my heart. Oh, say to say, God's love is in my heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Next week, I can hit my target. Listen to me. Anybody who is a human being, you need love. I don't want anybody to love me. That man is a joke. Human beings were created that way. That's why we have souls. Can you see that? Please, can you see that? Yes, sir. There is a love vacuum in the heart of everybody. I'm not talking about just young girls who no, there is, there is this myth that young girls now. No. There is a love vacuum in the heart of what? Every man. We are emotional beings. Hello? One of the things that this generation is lacking is love. Everybody is about themselves. Nobody loves anybody anymore. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Merci. If God should come today and wipe out the mothers of this generation, this world will be left with. We will kill ourselves like dogs and cats. This generation lacks what we call love. If you think that you don't need love, you are a joker. Because you really, really need you are an emotional being. Everybody, that is how God created us. You will need love. But sadly, not all of us get love. I hope you know that. Yes. Are we together? Oh, come on, are we together? There is a love vacuum that is going on around. And what the Father does, my God, what God the Father does is to offer us the love of a Father. One of the most dangerous things, one of the most powerful things is the love of a Father. It is a gift. These three things we are talking about, they are gifts. So that if Odifo doesn't have a father, what the Bible is telling us is that God can offer, can take care of that vacuum. Some people think, you know, because people don't understand, they say statistics don't lie. Let them give you the statistics. Every... 87 out of 100 young girls are with their father. They didn't have parental love. They are likely to fall into the hands of wrong men. They have psychological issues. They have confidence issues. And so on and so These are facts. When you uh, 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 suggestions, they are all facts. They even call it the fatherless daughter syndrome. 
Anybody that does psychology, you know, they got something, the fatherless daughter syndrome. You are not the same. Please, are we together? The girl that grew up in the house of his father and got love from his father is different from the girl that grew up in the, in the, in the streets. Please, are we together? When you go type in Google, the fatherless daughter syndrome, you will see that. Please, are we together? There is, there is something vital about love. Somebody, think about it. Say, nobody will kill him. Nobody will do anything to him. But when he realizes that the people there don't love him, he doesn't feel comfortable. And yes, so be be any bibio. One casau ko bebia. Na wa ujina ho na shena se onko funo mono bia and shedam fans. I won't say when you don't want to be there again. Anamiwa. But human beings want to be, we want to be accepted. We want to feel loved. That is how we were created. Please, are we together? And this kind of love is missing in our generation. And the Bible is saying that there is something we call the love of God, my God. If you are like me, who grew up fatherless, you need the love of God more than everybody. You move on, so I'll put a party as friend Papa Yombo. Listen to me. You need the love of God to flow into your heart. Listen, it's, it's a free gift. God can love you in such a way that your father can never do. There are things God is willing to do for you as a father. My God. That your father in seven heavens will never do. Now, you understand that the love of a father, the love of a father, God is trying to say that there is a gift he offers. And this gift, this generation, we lack it. We have replaced it with lust. Whenever there is a lack of love, that vacuum will be filled with lust. Please, are we together? Whenever there is a lack of love, that vacuum will be filled with what? We filled with lust. When you see young boys, young girls, who are doing certain things, don't blame them all. Many of them, had they, had, had they had a parent over their head, a father over their head who showed them love, there are many things they wouldn't become. I am telling you, there are statistics to prove some of these things. Now, are we there? Oh, are we there? Shout out here. The love of a father. The love. You know, young boys, all of us, we need affirmations from our father, our fathers. And I remember, you look up to your father. You want your, you want your father to be proud of you. Now, can you see that? The first point of call is God. That is when you begin to understand life in the way life should be understood. Nobody deceives you easily. Nobody says whatever they want to say. Easily. There is a love that has filled your heart. My God. I pray that may you receive the love of the Father. You know, there are many of us, we don't feel loved. We are, you don't know why you are always angry. You don't know why everything irritates you. When you see that somebody is having a good life, it irritates you. The reason is because you, you say the love that needs to flow to you, it is not there. You see the way you are uncomfortable around men who don't love you. Generally, life according to your mindset. So every day in life, you are uncomfortable. Why are you so careful? You understand that? When you see two people laughing, ah, they should be laughing at me. And I remember, you become offended. You know, what you need is the love of the father. Now you understand that you don't walk having any care in this world. My God. 
You walk around then you are so comfortable. Because even if they don't love you, the most important person in this world loves you. Now, you understand that? Please, you need to understand this mystery. There is a love that flows from God to you. Humble yourself and accept that love. Are you understanding me? So when I see people that behave some way, young boys, young girls, you see somebody, they are angry for no reason. I don't blame them. They haven't come to the point where they have received the love of God. Can you see that? Oh, can you see that? You will not be bitter and angry for no reason. When you are there, you are too self-aware. You are too some way. It looks like everybody is talking about you. Everybody is laughing at you. Everybody is laughing who do you think? Now, you understand where I'm coming from? Sisters, I'm feeling comfortable. We boys, we need to see I'm Iron Man. I feel free. Now, you understand that? But you are walking around and it looks like everybody is looking at you. You need the love of the Father. Receive that love this morning. I didn't hear you. I said receive that love this morning. I said receive that love this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So it doesn't matter whether you have a father or you don't. The way God brought me, no man could have. Can you hear me? The joy I feel in my heart every day. The strength I have for life every day. No father could have given me that. The time I have to sit down to reason, no father could have taught me that. But the love of the father was in my heart. Very early in my Christian life, I discovered that God loved me. Not because of anything he did, but I understood the revelation from them. That is why every time I catch us, when you come and we are teaching you especially, you need to pay careful attention. Because now I'm not talking about them, I'm talking about now. There are certain things I want to grasp, and I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I don't have a, a good understanding of these things. And Ubo said to me, frustrate me. It can frustrate me. And, and sometimes I can sit down, I can sit down, open, 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 trying to search, trying to get a vivid on what does the Bible really say about this thing? And it's, it's so frustrating. So when uh, I, I don't want you to come to that point because all of you get there. Oh, I'm telling you, it will get to a time you'll be on a quest for things and you realize that the price for knowledge has not been paid. And, you, you, and if you don't know, you can't get how do you, how do you, how do you even attack it? How do you even pray about it? How do you even, you know, you think everything, you just go like, you are just wasting your time. Some of you, you think that prayer is just prayer. You just go and say nonsense. Hallelujah. That is why when you come and you have access to free knowledge and information you have to take advantage you understand that i'm showing you this morning that you need the love of god in your heart and this morning i pray that god shall pour it into your heart in the name of jesus oh in the name of jesus oh in the name of jesus oh in the name of jesus you know uh, my wife told me something some time back she said she had a friend in secondary school she realized that her life was different i think the father was a pastor or something. The life was different. You know, there is a way God, uh, through the instrumentality of man, can demonstrate love to a child that you should know that 
Abba. You walk and, and be thinking that, uh, you know, look at the, look at the young girls. On Namunpo, Nase, the Namfufum, you know, parent who's cat. Nase, Onuni, Niska, boys, Wamwa. Is it true? Especially, eh, eh, girls, eh, say the truth. Is it not true? Ubon <laughs> say, for no reason, why are you offended with them? Onyo, Bonnekra, now, Bufu. Onye, the fact that ne papa, etimia, to latest way, Amano. Oh, so papa de oh no who grow who who grow na de boefu. Oh sorry, ano pano a fan eba ne share tattoo ko ko ne girlfriend ho. Oh wadu yade. Inti uhu wadam for girl na ne papa was kana why ne fine na. Obon se for no reason or she begins to offend girls. Is it true? But one more, ah you can't even go in their midst. Listen, school ne yes kani ekochiro. Obon se somehow one kaswe grade you. What you say? What be pa? Subon zone to me in casa. Now you understand that. Oh, please, you understand that. I want you to understand it. What is lacking is the love of God. When the love of God is poured in your heart, nothing intimidates you. Hallelujah. You'll be in the midst of rich, powerful, even more knowledgeable people. That is every there are some people who are better than me academically. You are sitting here listening to me. Is that not true? There is a love you receive. And that love gives you confidence. You understand that? You step out and you are not intimidated by anybody's money. Or anybody's success. Because you have received enough love. Say enough love. That's right. Because they, they are deeply loved. You know, in Ghana, one of our problems is this. We don't have parents, especially fathers that love us. Even if they love us, they show it in a way that can never be seen. <laughs> oh, Uncle, show Dino as a foolish boy. Oh, said I only had the material school fees. Oh, I did build now. When free, I'm a sure soon. What love again do you want? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, the father doesn't. You, you can't even go and say, hey, what happened? When the new update in the baby, I now go again. We'll confirm from now. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I was growing up, there was a father that I knew. Papa no poor juma. I cried the time at home. Or her time at Papa no poor juma. Now Papa no poor juma pepe pepe say, eh, send your sad and Papa no obekwa kushima bukra. Sad time ni suya. No who ni Papa no shen anymore. No aku pepe biat ne di. No, I understand the place of discipline, but also understand the place of fear. Where you throw and you boo, there is a difference between respect and fear. <laughs> Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Now, I'm also speaking to the men in the house. No, there are some wonderful men in the house, like Mr. Briabua. Put your hands together. He's a wonderful man. He's a good man. He's a good man. Yeah, he's a good man. You know, every day when I see him, I, I, I admire him. You know, he's a, is he not a good man? He's a good man. Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. No, but if you are in this church and you are not a good man, go and change you. <laughs> if, you are, if you are not a good man, go and what? 
change. You have to change. Be a good man. Show love to your, your, your sons and your daughters. Please, are we learning? Show love to your sons and don't let your son see when he's running away. Ah. No, who but I'm for a hand away. Listen. Well, who papa no gane? No, who uncle's obey gane akoe? Inko, who uncle's obey gane papa no anamiwa? Now, papa nankasa kolano sroche uncle's no. We have some men in Ghana. <laughs> there was a boy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh my. He said that he told me some time back that who said papa and then he doesn't even know his father can laugh. <laughs> because inside the house, you never see the every day of friend. Of friend ba obedi can do whatever answer flow. Jimmy, could you come? <laughs> For no reason. Hallelujah. So when he sees his father with his friends, he's amazed that his father can laugh and smile. If you are that kind of father here, come, I'll give you all your offering and your tithe. I'll sack you from this church. We don't like fathers like that. The love of the father. May you receive the love of God into your heart in the name of Jesus. May the revelation of that love hit your life so strong. May you understand that there is a God that loves you more than any other being in this universe. In the name of Jesus, may that love protect you, shield you, guide you, and give you everything you need to be a success in life. You are blessed and you are highly favored. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together.